Hi everyone, happy Wednesday. It's Mark Dent with Law Trades, and it's time for this week's edition of 10 Minute Legal News. This week, I'm going to be discussing why COVID could lead to changes in a major internet law. I'll also be talking about Epic finding a key ally in its lawsuit against Google. And then finally, uh, about the Biden administration nominating more antitrust personnel to the Justice Department. But first, let's talk about Section 230. Now, as we've talked about a lot before, Section 230 is one of the most uh, well-known Internet laws. It's been around since the mid-90s and basically says that Internet companies cannot be sued um, if users post objectionable content uh, on their websites. So if somebody posts something uh, ridiculous on Facebook, as long as it doesn't you know, rise to the level of hate or something along those lines, uh, Facebook really can't get in trouble. They're basically immune. Uh, and, and, you know, for people who've been listening to this and reading this newsletter, you know that Section 230 has been under fire for the last year, a uh, couple years even, uh, from both Democrats and Republicans. But it's kind of been slow going. Um, you know, both of those groups have different reasons for wanting to change Section 230, so they've not really come to any sort of, uh, uh, you know, make any real progress on it in, in Congress. However, uh, because of the coronavirus, we might start to see a Democratic push against Section 230, and it's being led by Amy Klobuchar, uh, the senator and former presidential candidate. So uh, as you know, people who have been reading the news know, vaccinations are not proceeding at that good of a rate. About half of U.S. adults are fully vaccinated, and we need to get much, much higher than that to get to herd immunity. And one of the key reasons why that's happening is Internet misinformation. These lies about the vaccines are all over Twitter. Uh, they're especially all over Facebook. And politicians, of course, have been taking a few shots, uh, especially at Facebook, regarding that. And, you know, the companies have said they're working on it. Uh, but as we know, you know, things are going pretty darn slowly with regards to that. So Senator Amy Klobuchar filed a bill to hold them responsible. Uh, it would basically modify Section 230 so that companies like Facebook and Twitter would would be vulnerable to lawsuits if users post and spread misinformation regarding, quote, an existing public health emergency. Uh, that an existing public health emergency obviously makes the bill narrow. It's not going to change Section 230 for really any other reason. Um, that said, there are still free speech advocates who are going to, uh, you know, be against this and, and they're going to certainly voice opposition. And then there's just going to be the regular, uh, you know, bickering between Republicans and Democrats in Congress and potentially even Democrats and Democrats when it comes to this. So it does have a long way to go. Um, and so it, it, it really is, is certainly no guarantee, although it still counts as one of the more splashy attempts to go after Section 230 in recent history. And, and let's say it does pass. There's still a couple of key legal questions that would come up. Um, this, um, according to The Verge, uh, or I'm sorry, according to Recode, uh, w would involve, for instance, the judge having to decide whether the algorithms uh, employed by, you know, Facebook or Twitter actually led to the misinformation spreading. And then it would also uh, matter about how do we define misinformation? Uh, there's not really a set definition on that. And, and there'd have to be some sort of agreement upon that by a judge, or perhaps it would be written into the law. But anyway, uh, even though this bill is a long shot to pass, 
it could at least you know serve notice that Twitter and Facebook might need to start moderating their content just a little bit more, particularly when it comes to uh, lies about vaccinations. Okay, uh, second story is about Epic and Google. Um, you know, Epic has been involved in a lawsuit with Google as well as Apple since last year after it was kicked out of their um, app stores. Uh, you know, Google kicked it out of um, the uh, Google Play in, uh, I believe it was August of 2020. And uh, Epic has kind of, you know, waged that fight alone uh, for a few months. But then a couple weeks ago, uh, three dozen states uh, filed an antitrust suit against Google, uh, basically alleging the same things about the Google Play Store, uh, saying that they have, you know, too much control over it. They've kind of gone back on different ways that they used to let developers kind of create their own separate stores and, and charge for things in, in different ways. Uh, and, and so a judge um, recently decided to link those two suits together. Uh, that doesn't mean the, the cases will, you know, be forever linked, uh, but at least in uh, certain questions that need to be answered in a preliminary hearing, um, you know, an early hearing on all of this, they are going to be together. And so why is this, you know, important or interesting? Well, um, it, it just kind of shows that uh, it's not like the government is against all tech. Uh, it, they are really obviously just going against these big, big companies. And then you have a company like Epic in here that's, you know, also going against them and still a big company in its own right, of course. Uh, but, you know, they're basically just saying the same exact things that the, the government is, or at least these three dozen states are. And now a judge uh, has acknowledged that and has, you know, basically uh, combined parts of their case. Uh, so when are we going to hear more about this case? It'll be a few more weeks, probably in October, uh, when they have the first hearing uh, on this new kind of consolidated, uh, uh, a new consolidated hearing. And uh, but Epic, you know, still has its case against Apple as well. And as y'all as y'all may remember, there was a hearing on that a few weeks ago, and the uh, judge is uh, still deciding. The verdict is still pending on what's going to happen there. Uh, so, so there will be no combining that with anything from the government, but uh, Epic will get to be uh, on the same side as three dozen states in October uh, when it comes to Google. Okay, last story of the week is about Joe Biden nominating even more antitrust personnel. Um, so, you know, as, as we know, in the last few weeks, things have not been looking great uh, for the federal government uh, when it comes to antitrust. Uh, a judge dismissed its case against Facebook, uh, and that was incredibly surprising and, and a very big setback, even though they, they are allowed to refile um, and, and they have until, I believe, next month, the middle of August, to refile. Uh, so, you know, the Biden administration is deciding to dig even deeper on antitrust. Uh, that's because Biden nominated Jonathan Cantor uh, to the Justice Department. And Cantor is the principal of a law firm that labels itself an antitrust advocacy boutique. And he's represented companies like Yelp and Spotify, basically those kind of smaller but still pretty big tech companies that have a big problem with the uh, the, the titans of the world, the, the Amazons and the Facebooks. And so this is not Biden's first, you know, major appointee who is really into antitrust. Um, he has also nominated uh, Lena Khan and Tim Wu. Uh, that's Lena Khan to the FTC. And, uh, you know, those nominations have already been approved by the Senate. And so assuming Cantor gets approved by the Senate, then you're looking at three huge figures in the antitrust world holding key positions in the Biden administration. 
So why do this? Um, well, other than the fact that, you know, Biden is showing that he wants to go after, you know, big tech and potentially also big pharma and some other industries uh, that have consolidated a lot in recent years and have a few titans with a lot of control. Uh, but other than that, you know, according to the New York Times, this is a sign that the Justice Department and the Biden administration probably don't have a lot of faith in Congress getting its stuff together and going against big tech uh, and that they need to kind of push for the change themselves. Uh, there's an issue with that, though, of course, because no matter how much the Justice Department and the Biden administration emphasize antitrust, it's likely going to have to wait for at least some congressional action. And that's, if you recall, because that Facebook uh, lawsuit uh, being thrown out, it, it's because the judge essentially said, like, look, uh, I, I, the way that the law stands right now, it doesn't look like Facebook has really done anything that is antitrust. Um, and so Congress is going to have to change the law, uh, as you know, we've talked about on here and as experts have talked about for years. Like, we need to change our antitrust laws uh, if the government actually wants to uh, bring some real action against, you know, the Facebooks and Apples and Amazons of the world. So they're still going to have to wait on that, even with these, you know, three really big antitrust figures in the administration. But uh, to, to, to kind of close this story off, there is another way that Biden could try to pick up the pace on antitrust, and that's by nominating federal judges who are more sympathetic to his cause. So that way, they'll be less likely to throw the lawsuits out of court. But that's it for this week, everyone. I, I thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk again next week.